Your home for K-State Athletics is right here on 610 Sports Radio, KCSP Kansas City, WGAFHD2 Liberty, always live on the Odyssey app. It's so wish things were heavy. That's fine in the end, though. With our friends go, we can never be ready. I just saw this tweet by uh, Golf Digest, and it says, what are the three worst words in golf? I think I can agree with the majority that says cart path only. There might be nothing worse than that. Although I don't mind it because a lot of guys that are, you know, more dependent on riding in carts for most of their round, they'll cancel their tee times. Saw that a lot the last couple of days. That's why I was able to really get out on the course and play. Now, obviously, yesterday the – the Royals played on a Monday night here, so Rob Britton held down the four from six to seven. Um, and then Sunday played as well. Shot a couple good rounds, so I feel good about the season already. But we haven't even started yet. We just, well, I mean, I guess April's when we really start counting the handicaps. So we'll, uh, my goal is to play rigs from four play of Barstool someday. Because so I feel like I could, I could take him on. I just don't know what his handicap is. What'd you have tonight, Denny? chicken oh very nice so you won't hear steve physioc anymore what'd you have tonight denny chicken oh very nice but you will hear denny matthews on 16 sports radio as the royals opening day is right around the corner in fact it is less than 48 hours away opening day thursday here in kansas city chiefs and twins uh, they'll uh, they'll square off Thursday. We'll do our show immediately following Vern's post game show. But Vern's back. Vern pregame, Vern post game. All the uh, all the insight you need for the Royals in this roster and opening day. My question about opening day is, what happened? Like when did we lose the buzz for opening day? Did we lose the buzz because? For about three or four years, you had a team that was World Series competitors, and you had a team that everybody loved a lot of the athletes on the team, like the Hosmer, Moustakis, Kane, Perez, Escobar, guys like that. Now I get it. Last year, it was like, I think, 50, no, what even that? It was like 39 degrees, 40 degrees in snow. In fact, I remember one point, I was standing with Cody and Gold, And we were watching the Royals come up to hit in, I think, the 7th or the 8th. I think it was the 8th because Bobby Wood Jr. had hit the go-ahead RBI. And I remember taking video, and I still have it, and there are snowflakes falling. But I wonder what happened with opening day. Because opening day was always one of those... Didn't matter if the team was terrible. Because I remember the first opening day I ever went to... I don't know if anybody else was there, hopefully, but Carlos Beltran hit the home run to win the game off of, I think, Octavio Dotel and the White Sox. And I think Mindy Lopez, of all names, that's me pulling out of the back of my ass for a name for the Royals. I believe Mindy Lopez hit a home run to make it 7-6, a three-run shot. And then Beltran hits the two-run shot, Royals win. I was 16 years old when that happened. Never will forget it. But I remember then, the game was sold out. People wanted to go. And I think it's interesting, this year, Royals versus Twins, opening day, 
divisional opponent. There's really nothing going on Thursday. We're still technically a full month from the draft. Yesterday was the the month indicator, the 27th. And it's interesting because I can be honest with you. I will 100% go somewhere iconic in Kansas City. I do it every year. I'll eat a nice meal somewhere around the town. And then I'll go to opening day. I'll be there with some other 6'10 guys. We'll be rooting on the Royals. And I'm at another level of excitement. But it seems like the excitement is gone. 913-586-7610. A16 says, we're tired of seeing the Royals lose, especially when we had the Chiefs doing what they're doing. Yeah, but in 2007... 2008, 2009, people still went to opening day. Like opening day was something that you went to. And then the game that they played on Saturday, the attendance was gone. So that argument I won't listen to because there's been bad products, right? We had Matt Stairs as a DH. Great walk-up music. Believe it was Stone Cold Steve Austin. But you still went to opening day. Dusty, I feel the diehard fans, this is from the 913, are still all in. The casual baseball fans just have lost interest because now we now have sucked for six-plus years. Again, this team sucked for 30 years, and people still went in there. From the 913, opening day for Royals fans should be branded as Hopening Day because it's the highest hopes we've had all year, all downhill after that. Now, that's just funny and rude, which I think those two words go together more often than they should, or they don't go out together more often than they should, because that is funny, but also rude. Hilarious. The buzz is gone from the 816 because of the TV deal. It's so much harder to watch, and so fewer people are interested. Last year killed my interest. That's fine. But again, it was like opening day. It was not worried about TV. Oh, yeah, I know I'm probably not going to be able to watch this, but I know I can go to opening day. It's the first game of the year. It is baseball's birth of the new season. To me, opening day was never a day of, okay, we're going to really see how good this team is. Because when it comes to the team, yes, you may not be able to watch them all year because of the TV things and the prices that they're using for the app, and it's it's a mess. Trust me, I'm on your side, text line and phone line. I'm on your side with a TV deal. Baseball is at an ultimate low. Baseball is hurting. The best thing they need to do is make baseball available for everyone, bring the brand back up. But I do have some sort of fix for why opening day might be down. Now, maybe I'm wrong on this. And yes, I know the rule. But maybe if we moved opening day to Friday, right? Maybe moving opening day to Friday, you would get a better attendance. The other part about that is shorting the MLB schedule, playing 100 games instead of 162. And then you can have opening day in mid-April instead of March 30th. 913-586-7610. The 913 says, it'll be 35 and raining opening day slash week. You're wrong, sir. Thursday is going to be gorgeous. Thursday is 
68 is the high. 68 is your high for Thursday. So weather is not an argument. TV, I'll listen to. Why would I go spend money on opening day when I'm not going to be able to watch this team? Fair. But opening day shouldn't reflect what the season is. The Royals could start off 1-0 and everyone will joke that the Royals are on pace to win 162 games. You'll see it. Or Bobby Wood Jr. goes 3-for-3. Bobby Wood Jr. is projected to hit 1,000 on the season. (laughs) But again, the argument of, I can't watch it, I understand. But again, opening day isn't a reflection on what the entire season is. Because the Royals could look awful and then continue to play decent baseball games. Their over-under in Vegas last week was 68.5. It might be up to 69. Nice. Nice. But, again, it's one game. It's a celebration of things. I understand that football you go to every game because weeks are limited, there are not as many, and I understand that if you don't want to go to a baseball game in March, but if it's going to be 68 degrees and you got an excuse and you have a cheap, a cheap ticket, enjoy it. It's a special event. The rosters are announced. Everyone can be like, who's this guy? You can be Randy Quaid from the from the Major League movies. Like, we're going to suck. This team sucks. You can be that guy. Or you can be optimistic Carl. You can go to the game. Have a good time. Enjoy baseball. It's fun. Crack of the bat. Smell the dogs. Vendors yelling out their products. But chocolate-covered strawberries now. Find you a girl that's cute. Buy you a $9 stick of strawberries covered in chocolate. Send them her away. I'm at section 241. How you doing? (laughs) So it's just, you know, and some people will say it's a sports hangover. After the Chiefs' big win, it's been tough and slow burn through the NCAA tournament. The weather is not helping. The weather is going to be 70. We're done with cold weather. We're done with the weather. We're done with cold weather. People keep saying that. It's done. You want to know the weather? I mean, I'm not a weatherman, but you know what the weather is the the next 10 days? Don't tell me weather. Tomorrow, 56. Thursday, 63. Friday, 67. Saturday, 52. Sunday, 69. Monday, 70. Tuesday, 70. It's not weather. In years past, it could be weather. Like I said, it snowed last year. That sucked. Yes, I probably said opening day, Chiefs twins. That was about 13 minutes ago. Thank you. Royals twins. Oh. Yeah, I probably really said it. Oh, sorry, nine one three. I thought we were. Wait, the Chiefs aren't playing the Twins. They're no. not. Oh, okay. I didn't. My bad. Wow. Thanks, Dexter. Here's the thing: when you have a sports team competing at a high level consistently year after year, like the Chiefs, who are not playing the Twins, the Royals are playing the Twins. It raises the standards we have as a fan base. So that, plus not having the accessibility to enjoy pro baseball in multiple formats other than going to the game negatively impacts the fan base any way you can cut it so it's not unrealistic to see interest go down for our pro baseball squad. I guess, but I kind of look at opening day as an anomaly of baseball. A day of like, hey, baseball's back. Hey, baseball's back in the city. Because I guarantee you those same people would be like, oh, yeah, you can just turn it on 30 at the spot and the Royals will play every night. Don't have to pay for it. You'd still be like, yeah, but this team's going to suck and I'm not going to go. 
I mean, they made cheap vendor spots for you. You can get like $3 dogs this year. You don't even have to eat. You can bring in your own food. I've seen people eat Chipotle in the stands. Alex Gold probably will. Dusty, I'll be at opening day also. Let me buy you a beer. Deal. I'll return the favor. Miller Lite. 22-ounce can. I just don't get the slander at opening day. Coming up on the other side, life comes at you fast, and I think Odell Beckham Jr. is surely realizing that quicker by the day. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Nick Schwert And Bink. And Kristen Ocero. With the NFL Draft coming to Kansas City this April, we've launched the Character Concerns podcast, leading you all the way up to the first round at Union Station. We'll get into all my award-winning mock drafts, who I want the Chiefs to take, who squatted what weight at the Combine. What awards? We all know why it's called Character Concerns, because Bink's got some problems. We're going to release new episodes every Tuesday, so subscribe now on the Odyssey app at 610sports.com or wherever you get your podcasts. On your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, <laughs> 610 Sports Radio. Shout out Jeffrey Flanagan. He used to always tweet about how this song came on once a day in spring training. A16, I agree with you that opening day should be something special, but I always had some buzz around the season because I would watch it a hundred times a year. Now I can't, so I don't really care that much. The TV deal has taken my focus from the Royals and put it elsewhere. You know the radio still works. Yeah, I don't know why people keep saying it like that. One of my favorite things to do is to turn on a ball game at night and just like do do other things that don't require my yeah. attention. It's it's relaxing. It's like I don't know why people. It's a lost art, I think. And the MLB app makes it so easy. Also, I think if you have T-Mobile, you get the MLB app for free. Yes, exactly. Also, if you listen to the radio, you can hear broadcasters also diss people. <laughs> Like myself. We've had a rough show, though, here on 610 Night. Uh, one of our hosts tried to steal the base out there in right field, and he was a cool uh, five seconds late crossing the uh, the finish line. I'm sure he's going to be uh, wow. hanging his head and hoping that, uh, especially you two, did not see that. They could have. There's a, a gapper into right center field, and that's going to get by Kyle Isbell and roll to the wall. So Willie Castro is on. And this is the fourth straight inning that the Tigers have had their leadoff man on. I started to say, Fizz, they could have videotaped that dash from the right field corner in slow motion, but that would have been redundant. I was going to say, the use of the word dash. Little, a little dash, yeah. He ran out of steam he sure real did. early. He sure did. Thank you, Denny. I appreciate that. They took five seconds away from me on that dash. But, a little uh, dash. Yep. A little dash. That's what he said. He said that it was redundant and they didn't need to record my run because it wasn't needed to be recorded in slow motion. So Amazing. Um, just got the T-Mobile MLB deal today. There you go. Um, for Royals baseball, which does start Thursday. Trust me, I know. I know baseball is a broken product. 
But uh, opening day is something that is true as the North Star. It happens every year, and uh, you can always attend it. And there are definitely ticket deals for you to go there if you'd like. I also think they should move it to Friday. I think Thursday is just kind of one of those like bad timing days. And I know why they do it. They, if you play opening day Thursday, they leave Friday open as an off day because in case there is bad weather, uh, they can remake that game up the very next day. Um, luckily for Kansas Cityans, it's going to be 68, a tad bit windy, so we could see some bams uh, going over the wall for the Royals as well as the Twins. But again, opening day, 68 degrees, a little windy, no snow, going to be nice. Sixton crew will be there. Let's have us today. Uh, life comes at you fast. When it comes to the NFL, this was Trey Wingo today on what Odell Beckham Jr. and his life currently looks like. Uh, among the teams that have sort of surfaced this potential of being interested in Odell, it is the Jets, it is the Giants, the Rams, and the Chiefs. So let's break down all these scenarios. John Mara, the president and owner of the Giants, said he wouldn't be opposed to bringing Odell Beckham Jr. back. Not exactly a ringing endorsement of wanting him to come back. Not being opposed to it is the least likely way to say, we don't love the idea. If it happens, great. And that's sort of the same thing that happened with the Jets. Yeah, Odell's a great player, but uh, we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, Buffalo potentially is in the mix, obviously because of the relationship that Odell has with Bob Miller, who left the Rams to go there. The Rams say they'd still like to potentially bring him back, as would Kansas City. Andy Reid said, heck yeah, he's a heck of a player. We'll see how that shakes out. What everyone is telling you about Odell is that the, there's a problem. And the problem is what Odell and Odell's people think he's worth and what other people in the NFL think he's worth. He's got numbers. They're not probably 20 million like has been reported, but he said it's definitely not four. Okay, Odell's coming off another knee injury and it's been a long time since he's played. Whether he likes it or not, it's more probable that there's going to be a, hey, come play for us for one year. We'll see how it goes deep. That's the likely scenario for Odell Beckham Jr., with his past and all the other things that have gone on, okay? What Odell did five years ago is irrelevant. What needs to happen is can Odell be close to what he was five years ago? And we need to see that by getting him in camp and see how it goes for a year and see how he plays. Now, if you're smart, the obvious choice is Kansas City. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster just turned a one-year $9 million deal into a $33 million deal to play for the Patriots after shining under Patrick Mahomes. They only have three wide receivers under contract right now. You bring in Odell Beckham Jr. to Kansas City on a one-year deal, he could write whatever check he wants if he produces at the level of Juju Smith-Schuster. We're not even talking about Odell against Pete Odell. How about Juju-type year, and you can do whatever you want? But it doesn't seem like Odell Beckham is willing to have a situation where Odell can understand the actual marketplace. He's still going to be out there looking for more than what most teams are probably willing to get. This is the only issue that I have with certain players at this point in their careers like Odell Beckham Jr. The thing that is different with Odell and Juju Smith-Schuster is slightly different health pass and the fact that Odell Beckham Jr. already has a ring. But here's the thing that's interesting about Odell Beckham Jr. Trey Wingo has been pretty accurate throughout this entire offseason. He's an incredible source. He talks to a lot of people and is very, very credible. I mean, he had the Aaron Rodgers thing probably before anybody did with the Jets, with the serious notion that it was going to happen. Again, we're still waiting. But the thing about 
Odell Beckham Jr. and the Kansas City Chiefs and why it makes sense is exactly how he wraps that up. The Giants can't promise you production and winning. The Bills can probably promise you production and a little bit of winning. But the Chiefs can do exactly what they did with Juju Smith-Schuster with Odell Beckham Jr. Again, I am not here standing on the hill saying the Chiefs need to go sign every single free agency receiver they possibly can. But if you can come to Kansas City, you can guarantee that your stats will be amplified, your production, your skill set will be magnified, and the chance of you winning and a chance for you to really be on a national stage more often than not, now that there's two Thursday night football games a year for certain teams that are technically good, you're going to be seen everywhere. And Juju Smith-Schuster, like he said, $33 million deal with the Patriots. Odell, you are in an unfortunate circumstance. Yes, you played for the Rams, won a Super Bowl, re-aggravated the same knee. But unfortunately, you have been hurt. You have had surgeries on the same leg. And yes, $4 million might feel a little disrespectful. I don't know if that was Brett Veach's offer. Seems like it plays out that way. Because again, it's not just the Chiefs. It's the Giants. It's the Bills. It's other teams in the NFL that look at the situation that is Odell Beckham Jr. and say, hey, unfortunately... We're at a time where when we put things together and we add up things for the future, we're not going to give you a ton of money because it is not backed by your performance or your health. But there is a chance that you can give this situation one year, produce, and then you can make that what it can be. $30, $40 million somewhere else for a three-year deal. Who's to say you can't get a three-year deal for $14 million a year somewhere else after you play for the Kansas City Chiefs or after you play for somebody like Buffalo? The opportunity then presents itself. Unfortunately for you, you're in a situation where injuries are not on your side, missing the NFL is not on your side. We've talked about that, how the game evolves so quickly and ramps up so fast that one year out of the league can make you look like you've been out of the league for five years. So sometimes you have to suffice to the minimal year of the minimum contract because that's the way the NFL works. It's not a what have you done for me late or what have you done for me over time. It's what have you done for me lately? What have you done for me now? And at this point, no one's seen you play since you injured that knee in the Super Bowl two years ago. No one's going to give you money like they're giving wide receivers like Juju Smith-Schuster this year. You're not going to get $33 million for three years. You're not going to get a $13 million contract. It's just not going to happen. If it was going to happen, it would have already happened. Because you heard Schefter earlier on in this offseason. If you haven't gotten a contract in the first couple days, it's going to slide lower and lower and lower. Just like the Arizona Cardinals. They're not going to get a second-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. They might get a third, possibly a fourth and a fifth, and a package deal. But you're not going to get that second-round pick. Teams know. So Odell Beckham Jr., If you want, you can call Juju Smith-Schuster. You can call Sammy Watkins. You can call Tyreek Hill. You can call McCole Hardman. You know you can really call? Albert Wilson. Nobody on the face of the earth knew who Albert Wilson was. He played one game with Patrick Mahomes in a Week 17 matchup against the Denver Broncos and got paid. 
got paid. Odell, if you believe in yourself and you believe in what you can do and you think that you can get paid, the best situation for you is Kansas City. Now, I'm not saying that the Chiefs need Odell Beckham Jr., but I am saying that Odell Beckham Jr. kind of needs the Chiefs. If you want to get paid and you want to prove that you still have it, come to the best system there is. Come to the best offense with the best quarterback, with the best head coach, with the best tight end, and a team that really knows how to utilize its receivers. We'll accept you with open arms. We'll revamp your career. And when you retire and you're possibly going into the NFL Hall of Fame, you'll look back and say, you know, my career really is, you know, a long, long car ride. But I'll always remember that pit stop in Kansas City where I played and had 1,000 yards, had 75 catches, had six touchdowns, went to the Super Bowl, might have won it. I don't know if they can yet. And then I got that end-of-the-career bag, and I have Andy Reid, Clark Hunt, Brett Veach, and Patrick Mahomes to thank for that. Just trying to help you out. It's not going to happen this year. She's got to go out there and prove it. And if you're going to prove it to the league, why not prove it in the best system? That's the best way to get money. And if your agent needs some help with that, 913-586-7610 is the number. James Palmer also locked in on what the Chiefs could do for wide receiver as well. They are going to add to this group. But if you look at the way the receiver market has played out, it's been rather interesting. Now, they are looking at DeAndre Hopkins, and they're monitoring Odell Beckham Jr., where they were one of the teams represented at Odell's workout. They're looking at both of them, but they're also taking their time, like a lot of teams, because of the way the wide receiver market is playing out, because of the lack of wide receiver talent in this upcoming draft, and because free agency lacked a lot of number one overall guys, teams that have receivers that they'd be interested in moving, as you heard Tom just talking about Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton in Denver, they're asking price for both those guys, I was told by multiple teams, was extremely high because the teams that have these receivers have leverage. So if you wait and you see what Arizona's doing with DeAndre Hopkins or if Odell Beckham Jr. continues to wait and the price gets lower because the Chiefs have had interest in him for well over a year, then they'll make their play. As Andy Reid mentioned, some guys have taken less to work with Patrick Mahomes' contract, but at the same time, not every position can get paid an exorbitant amount, and the Chiefs are not paying wide receivers a whole lot of money in where they're built right now. Because they don't have to. Because they have a quarterback that's a generational unicorn, he makes you better, you don't make him better. Case, point, fact. Coming up on the other side, revisit a Royals topic that might get the text line hot. I don't know what it is, if it's fear or if it's hate when it comes to a brand new stadium in Kansas City. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Hey, this is Brett Veach, and you're listening to the official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. No. A question that got cut from the 8 o'clock question was, what was your favorite, like, TV crush? Jennifer Love Hewitt, man. Big time. Ooh, that's a good one. Big time. I know you did last summer. Can't Hardly Wait. Fantastic movie, Can't Hardly Wait. Mike Dexter. What a character he was. Uh, more on the NFL with the uh, Thursday night games. Roger Goodell and Patrick Mahomes' tweet where he has the slapping of the head emoji. I don't think we're putting Amazon over our players. The data doesn't show higher injury rate. I hear from players who also love the 10 days after a Thursday night game. We have to try to balance all of this. Wait, Roger Goodell just replied to his tweet? 
I don't know if he replied to it, but he saw the tweet and then and started to talk about it. As they, it. Well, he's doing a live uh, oh, conference right now, okay, and they brought okay. it up. They're, okay. they're talking to Goodell right now. Okay, uh, Ian Rapport then says, Roger Goodell on John Mara calling flexing of NFL games abusive. Quote, providing the best matchups for our fans is what we do, but we look at all the impacts. It's very important trying to balance between the in-stadium fans and those who watch on TV. No, Jeff Bezos is just paying you a lot of money to put product on his channel that is a good product. Yeah, that, that reporter, a nice tribe. I mean, you're talking to a brick wall. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Goodell speaking right now um, at a live conference, bringing this up. Again, Nate Taylor even quotes on it. I don't think we're putting Amazon over the players. We recognize shorter weeks. I hear from a lot of players directly who love the 10 days after the game. Yeah, those players are Kyler Murray. (laughs) What was the band's name in the movie Can't Hardly Wait? Oh, what was their name? Something burger. It was something like like cheeseburger or something like that. It was something burger. I know that. Maybe you'll remember after I kind of threw that out there. Somebody from the 660 says Stacy Keebler was their TV crush. Whew. She was bad. George Clooney, uh, I think, ended up either marrying her or they're still, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, Roger Goodell, your Thursday night football product does not need to have two games, especially with competitive teams. That just doesn't, doesn't add up. But what does add up is the check that Jeff Bezos signed to the NFL for the product to be better. So, um, love burger. There it is. I knew it. There it was. There it is. See, I told you I love that movie. Love that. Seth Green was hilarious in that movie. Probably the only movie Seth Green's ever been hilarious in, uh, to be honest with you. But yeah, can't hardly wait. Fantastic movie. Coming up in about 20 minutes, we'll get to our out of left field eight o'clock question. Always brings the people in this show together. Um, so be ready for that. Yeah. But yeah, Roger Goodell doing the uh, addressing the addressing the media um, as the popular question is the Thursday night question that is um, why two game why two te- why does a team need to play two games? It doesn't make sense. Uh, Carriage and Harrison, they had uh, a guest today on the drive. Kevin Hardy, he mentioned this about moving the Royals uh, stadium to downtown. There was sort of a talk that they wanted to hit that deadline to get out of Truman before the World Cup. It, I don't have a, a clear yes or no, but that does seem more and more unlikely just because we still don't have a site announced. We don't have a financing package announced or requested. We don't have a vote. Some of those things, um, you know, it's not as simple as just saying we want to we want to go and move it here. Um, if they are going to get the kind of taxpayer support that we suspect, you know, they will request, that's going to take some layers of bureaucracy and city county approval, voter approval. So that 2026 just seems very ambitious at this point. So again, no site. Now some people will say that they have their ears to the wall and they're they they know where it's going. But I think there's more so a fear of the stadium moving than there is a hatred towards it. I understand the, the the money to be paid for the stadium. We know that happened in the past. We know the the things that come with that, the raising of tax, all that sort of thing. But I think the problem that most people have is that we've all kind of connected ourselves to Kauffman Stadium and the Truman Sports Complex. 
And the text line says, is there any chance they scrapped the whole new stadium idea? Um, maybe the idea of it being in downtown Kansas City. This team is definitely building a new stadium. Where it goes, I don't know. They've stated they want to keep it in Kansas City, Missouri. They want a downtown stadium. And I totally get it. That's the way baseball is doing things. They're, they're, getting, they're getting stadiums in the city, in the heart of the city. And I understand there is a fear that losing that parking lot, losing that whole connection to the Truman Sports Complex, because it is nice. It really is. Even as a media member, when you go to cover games and you get to go in there and flash your credential and it's an easy way to get into the ballpark, even as a fan going to Royals games, because again, apparently nobody's going to opening day, unfortunately. Again, we'll be there. I say we, 610 people, will be there. But again, it is that sort of fear of like, what is next? Where to park? Where will it be? How will we get there? The changes that will come. I think it's more of a fear than it is the hate of the idea. Because a new stadium, sick. Downtown scene, awesome. But Kansas City is on the rise. It is happening. New ownership. Again, they talked about it today on the drive with Carrington Harrison and Rob Brenton. They gave up very many, they gave very many good points. There will be a new stadium. And like many of you, it'll be a sad day when it does happen. I have tons of memories at the Kauffman Center, Kauffman Center, at Kauffman Stadium. Tons of memories. Some I remember, some I don't. I don't know if you can consider those memories if you don't remember them, but they're just they're there. But I think the way that the Kansas City market is moving, a World Cup is coming here, a draft is here within a month. Super Bowl parades are a thing of every other year. The city is expanding. And the way that you can expand that city to even more vibrant levels is to have a stadium downtown. And that text line says, 816, please don't go now. Why do they care? Or people don't go now, so why do they care? Because people still go. People still go to the games. You're still going to that bobblehead release. I saw the MJ Melendez ones. Comes with three arms. You can replace an arm three different ways. I'm hyped. Right? People still go to games. Now, the attendance isn't what it used to be. The attendance isn't a skyrocket number, but people still go watch the Royals. People still know how to get there. Just go down I-70. Boom, parking lot. I get it. It'll be a different type of vibe. And someone says if we make Coffin Stadium into a cool ballpark village for Arrowhead, then I'm in, I guess. You have no idea what they'll do to that stadium complex. If they bulldoze Coffin Stadium and open that thing up, so much will be developed there. And they'll make a ballpark village around the stadium in downtown. I've been to St. Louis. It's awesome. Now, granted, their baseball team is successful every single year, so I get it. It's probably a different vibe. Totally understand that. But, hey, Missouri's trying to pass the Sports Gambling Wager Act in the Senate again. NFL is trying to make betting legal within stadiums and legal gambling sites. Baseball would then soon follow. You go to Ballpark Village, throw down some bets. You don't have to stay at the game the entire time. You just walk across the street and go hang out, have some suds with your buds. Go downtown. Maybe you don't see it very often. I am victim of that. I don't see enough of downtown Kansas City, and when I do, boy, do I love it. And like baseball, there's 81 games at home. 
You don't have to go to every single one. You don't go to every single one when it's in the Truman Sports Complex. But if you went to one or two a year in downtown Kansas City and multiple people did that, we'd get more time. We'd get more time and we'd get more fans to experience the city because I am victim to it. I admit it to all of you right now. I don't see enough of downtown Kansas City, and when I do, I love it. Double J, go ahead and finish this topic out. You're on 610 Sports Radio. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for taking the call. I'm so pumped up for opening day on Thursday. Got Zach Grinke on the bump. I'll tell you what, it's going to be a fun season, man. Royals fans, jump on board because this team's young. They're going to be fun, energetic. Bobby Witt Jr., MJ Menendez. I think this team is going to surprise some people. I put a $20 parlay on us mm. to win the division. Oh, wow. And if it, I, I think it's going to happen. I, I think we're going to win 75, 80 games this year. And it could win the division. Who knows? But it's just going to be a fun season, man. I'm, I'm excited to see what these young guys are going to do. And uh, go Warriors. And can't wait for opening day. I'm going. So it should be fun, man. Sounds good. Thanks for the phone call, Double J. Um yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, that's that's one of of very few that seem to be very excited for opening day. Again, the eight o'clock out of left field question coming up in about fourteen minutes. But when we come back on the other side, I love Charles Barkley. I really, really do. I would have several beers and play several hours at a blackjack table with Charles Barkley. But again, I do disagree with one thing he had to say about the future of college basketball. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.